This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Clock Dodgers. What's up, guys? I just wanted to talk to you really quickly about the No Halftime app. Uh, Many of you have been flooding me with an overwhelming response of positive reviews on how much you've been enjoying this app and some of you have actually challenged me brave brave souls have challenged me and lost let's not let's not lie you guys are not beating me okay some of you have but let's not talk about that anyway right now if you go on there you sign up today you put in the code word clock c-l-o-c-k you get a free ten dollars ten dollars to start with not money that slowly goes into your account ten dollars instantly and it's fun baseball season is around the corner basketball season is happening now show people that you reign supreme in the fantasy world head-to-head matchups one versus one not team versus team and you gotta hope that someone just goes luck goes your way get on there now matter of fact do me a favor pause the podcast podcast go to the itunes store download no halftime and then come back to the podcast you guys are great let's go let's get the show started Hello, everybody. This is your host, Neil, and you are now listening to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Not that you were confused and thinking you were listening to anything else, but thank you for joining us on episode 11. My guest today is a fellow podcaster, a fellow fantasy football junkie. And for some reason, when I say that, it sounds like it's a problem, but it's not a problem. It's actually quite a remedy for this crazy world. Um, Anyway, my guest with me on the show today is Josh Kelly. Uh, You've probably heard of his name from the Fantasy Life OG Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome to the show, Josh. Thanks, Neil. I appreciate you having me on. I'm a big fan. I really like all the podcasts you've been doing. I like that you mix it up, Uh, not just fantasy sports, but pop culture and kind of go over all over the board i just got done listening to uh, uh your previous podcast with uh at mr me seeks and it was uh, great work I, I i really loved it thank you man i appreciate that and again obviously you're on here because i'm a fan of you guys so um let, let yeah. basically Thanks, man. yeah no problem absolutely and for, first things first um before we get into fantasy football and, and march madness and all this good stuff mm-hmm. uh that i yeah. want to discuss with you I wanted to start with like a slight background on, well, you know, we mentioned the Fantasy Life app a lot on here, and, mm-hmm. you know, you're part of the OGs uh, or the OG podcast, um, which yep. consists of, you know, you, Jeremy, and Michael, uh, or, or better known, at least on the app, as uh, Josh Kelly Time uh, at Jay Marin and at MPW270. 
Um, yep. I, I, like I said, I talk about the Fancy Life app on here a decent amount, and it's because you know it's a really cool place, not just for yeah. for fantasy football, you know, knowledge and information, but just mm-hmm. a great community of people that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that guys like Charlie and Mark have established. So, how yep. how did the OG podcast and the OGs and everything come together? Like, how did this start? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and it was kind of it was a crazy kind of whirlwind how it all got started. So, um, all of the OGs, we were original beta testers for the Fantasy Life app. Okay. So um, back like in last January, right? So like a year and a few months ago, uh, Matthew Barry basically sent out a message on like his Facebook Facebook page and Twitter and was basically just looking for some guys who were really into fantasy football and would be interested in, in testing out this new app that he was going to be coming out with for the next football season and just looking for some guys that would mess around on it, you know what I mean, use it, be able to find different bugs, you know what I mean, so that Charlie and Mark could get everything tight and working correctly uh, for the launch, for the big public launch for them to to really get things going uh, when the football season began. Right. And so, so yeah, we were all beta testers, you know, I mean, on there a lot back when it was a, a really small community uh, since it wasn't like they were doing any sort of advertising or um, really actively seeking out um, new members for the community. Mm-hmm. And when we got a little bit closer to the football season starting and they were more people were coming on board, uh, basically Mark and Charlie, they invited um, about 20 of us into like a private chat room, right? Where they, they just wanted, basically what they were looking for was a private chat where they could talk with us because they, they knew that we all were at least somewhat reasonable people, you know what I mean, that we were digging the app and that we could give them good feedback. This wasn't um, like things, um, this wasn't like an Illuminati meeting, right? <laughs> no, 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 nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, basically it was, uh, it was they, they, they just wanted a, a chat room where they could openly ask us directly, you know, I mean, what do you guys think of this feature that we're thinking about rolling out, or um, what do you like about this, or don't like about that? And all they were really looking for was a place to, to talk with beta testers that they, they knew and trusted about the app. Uh, and like things happen, you know what I mean? Guys get excited, and you, know, you get called out for any kind of special thing, and, and everyone's freaking out inside of the chat room and, and uh, super excited that. Uh, that, that Mark and Charlie uh, at least appreciated um, and wanted to seek out our opinions for, for different things on the app. And so that's how things just kind of went crazy and kind of rolled out of control from there. So uh, what we ended up doing once we were all in that chat room, obviously the first thing, us all being huge fantasy football junkies, was we wanted to create a league, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there were so many of us. We'd, we'd never done a, a 20-man league before, but we, we, we thought about doing – two different leagues where we split it up and kind of did it premier league style where you like relegate and delegate different members. Right. But we, we didn't know how we would decide, you know what I mean? Okay. Who's going to have to be in the, the second tier for this first group? You know what I mean? We didn't want to leave anybody out and make them feel like they weren't a part of the, the top, top league. And so we decided to just roll um, with a, a larger league. So we did 20 teams um, and Charlie and Mark were gracious enough to agree to participate in the league with us. Um, we uh, were super appreciative of that, and it, it's, it's awesome to be in a league with them because uh, we love Charlie and Mark and, and what they've created for the fantasy football community. Uh, obviously, like you said, we're all big fans of the Fantasy Life app, and, and we love the community that it provides. And so we kind of got that league going, and we uh, we all just were excited and, and decided to kind of create a website and a podcast and, and try to get some content going because we all love fantasy football, and we're 
searching for an outlet, right? searching for some way to, to talk about it. And a website and a podcast seemed like the, the most reasonable way to do it. And um, we've, we've since ceased uh, working on the website. Uh, now that Charlie and Mark are, are doing their own thing with a, a Fantasy Life app blog on Medium, mm-hmm. um, we just we just decided to focus on the podcast. And if uh, if myself or Jeremy or Mike or any of the other OGs um, wanted to get content out, you know, we wanted to to let them go to Charlie and Mark directly, um, and then we would still obviously continue to do the podcast and and continue to to do the Twenty Man League uh, with the OGs. Um, so we're excited to do that again next season um yeah it's, it's crazy how many i mean not just the ogs there's tons of groups now um on the fantasy life app that are that are awesome to see you know I mean, you've got uh, like falafel obviously they've got a, a huge following and a, a great chat room for people to go in if, if people are new to the fantasy life app definitely you need to get in on falafel um, they've always got people in there talking about fantasy sports or community uh, where you got nothing but nonsense obviously another big group um, your chat groups, Clock Dodgers, has got a, a good community of people just just to kind of check in with, talk with, like you said earlier, just whether it's about fantasy sports or anything like that. There's a, a ton of good groups yeah. like that, and so those yeah. just kind of started like that, and it just kind of evolved from there. Yeah, so. some some of the other uh, you know big chats in there are the uh, FLA Addicts, um, Southern Hospitality. Yep. So there's yep. a lot Southern of Hospitality, and, yep. and, oh, and yeah, it's hard crazy. to understand what we're talking about unless you're like in it. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, yeah, 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 it's true. <laughs> so I try to always yeah. break it down for people, and and you know, it's it's hard to explain unless someone's in the app. So I always encourage anybody you know who who's a fan of fantasy football, of really just sports mm-hmm. or or connecting with people in general to you know to get on that app and, and start talking and communicating and. Um, you know, c- conversing with these guys because it's a ton of fun and everything has you know every room yeah. has its own value. So, um. yeah, yeah, it's great. I uh, I really regret. Um, so way back in the day when I mean all these groups were just kind of joining, obviously everyone was super excited and uh, about things and whatnot. And I was joining all these leagues, right? Because people just were excited and like, oh, join a league and this or that. And <laughs> I had already joined like way too many leagues, right? I didn't want to join any more leagues and. Uh, I, I even joined one more. My, my brother's a, a firefighter in Los Angeles, uh, which is where I'm originally from. I live in Omaha now. But um, my, my brother was like, hey, a bunch of guys in the fire department are, are getting a league together. We need one more. I'd really appreciate it. He just came on board. And so I, I did that one and was like, all right, this is like way too many. And then um, – so, 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 like, um, how many actually, did you have last ahead. year? How many leagues were you in? So, uh, so I, was, I was in eight last year. Okay, that's a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, so I'm going to cut it down this year a little bit. Um, and uh, But I the the one league that I, I, I wish that I uh, would have just uh, sucked it up and, and uh, been a part of was, was back when they were kind of putting falafel together. Sid Skeet had kind of reached out to me on, on one of my shouts and was just like, hey, we're just looking for a league. This was before falafel was really falafel. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, it kind of took a took – a, um, took a turn and just became a big uh, group chat room uh, but he was just looking for for guys uh, to do this league and I love Sid Skeet and I love all those guys you know and Sal and and everybody in, in Falafel I just I just was like oh I just, I just don't have the time to fully commit to it you know what I mean and, and be the the level that you guys are really looking for right, right now and um and uh I'm, I'm glad that it ended up blowing up as good as it does and obviously they have a podcast as well that's really great uh, I love listening to them as well and uh, and that's what I like about the fantasy life out in general. Just you know, a bunch of communities that are all all really great. 
Yeah, I mean so. the app actually like it, it like nurtures like all this you know this community and like these people who are all doing their own thing whether it's podcasts whether it's blogs whether it's um, fantasy mm-hmm. leagues there's there's every, everyone's like finding this purpose or you know this calling in there and I, and I love that you know and of course yep. you know no mm-hmm. one's telling you don't do that or everyone's supporting everybody it's 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 really one of the yeah, coolest things I've seen around. Yeah, you'll get the occasional trolls, but that just happens with any kind of internet-based uh, chat room. You know what I mean? There's going to be guys here and there, and as long as you just realize that and just don't read the trolls and just, just move on, that you can see the general community is, is very supportive. Yeah, basically since since the internet started, trolls have moved out from under the bridges and onto the internet. So there's, yeah, there's and really... I, I really, <laughs> yeah, I really feel bad for them, actually, because um, obviously I, I get frustrated because they're taking away from the community but when it comes down to it, most trolls are, are usually just kids that didn't get enough attention growing up, and they just are looking for any any way possible to say, "Look at me," you know, pay attention to me, and uh, they just go about it the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, internet troll, man, it's an interesting thing. Not even just in the app, but just in general, YouTube, all these different forums and blogs. Mm-hmm. Um, it, mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing, like you said. It, it, it seems like people who need some kind of outlet, they don't know how to express it, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um. So yep. it's just kind of that. And they get they. They get a little extra courage and they don't have to tie their name to it. <laughs> yeah, yep. it's just one of those yeah. things. I guess it's one of the you know the negatives that come with it. But the internet is so powerful and so. Yeah, but I mean the the net positives far outweigh the the, the negatives. So I'll, I'll deal with a troll here and there if it means uh, I get all the the extra bonuses that the internet and, and cool apps like this provide for us. Exactly. So I mean that that kind of sums up again. I I always do this for you know for new listeners, first time listeners. Yeah, or, you know, for sure. Yeah. So I wanted them definitely to kind of get get an bit. idea of who you are, what you guys are about, and of course, you know, the FL app that yep. we talk about so much. Um, yeah. So yep. now, and, what and was go, that? Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say real quickly, kind of before the, the FL app, just a quick kind of background um, on me. So, like, I, I've been playing fantasy sports uh, since I was 12 years old. Um, when I actually, when I moved from California to Nebraska, um, which, <laughs> which is a, a crazy thing. Uh, it's not something I would recommend for a high schooler. but uh, Yeah, that's a life changer. I, 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 yeah, I, I grew to love Omaha. You know, I, mean, I still visit California all the time. I still have family that lives there. Uh, like I said, my brother's a firefighter um, in Los Angeles still. Uh, I grew to love Omaha, um, and it's a great place, a great community. Um, still go back to L.A., but when I when I first moved, um, my older brother was like, hey, I want you to get involved with my, my this new fantasy football uh, league that I'm going to be doing. I think it would be a cool way for us to you know, have a common interest and kind of connect, even though we're a thousand miles away. And so from there, I just kind of fell in love. I mean, not just with the – the fantasy football side of things, obviously, and the numbers and the competitive spirit of it all and, and giving you extra reason to enjoy football on Sundays more than just uh, your, your regular team, but uh, also the, the community aspect that we talked about. You know what I mean? It, it creates it so you get a group of guys that have some, some kind of reason to interact and, and talk with each other throughout the season. So, um, yeah, so I've been playing fantasy football forever and, and really love it and uh, and uh, want to just uh, um, continue to – to take part in any way possible. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, with fantasy sports, it's kind of incredibly blown up, <laughs> you know, I've, you've been playing since you were 12. Oh, yeah. So it's a totally different game yeah. from when you started playing. Yeah. DraftKings and yeah, all these different uh, things. It's crazy. Dynasty yeah. leagues, auction, like, uh, it's, uh, it's really evolved, but it's great. I love it. Exactly. No halftime that, you know, the app that's, that's, it's a really big, it's becoming a yeah, big thing right now. Yeah. The halftime app is really great. Yeah. Yep. yep. 
love and, that. And, as and well. those kind of things are yeah. going to keep coming. I, I I expect, and I expect this thing to keep kind of evolving. And and, and like mm-hmm. I said, man, people like to connect. You know what I mean? People do these in offices now. Women, tons yep. of women are playing now. You know, they used yeah. to hate sports. Now yeah. they're a part of it. Now they're beating dudes in the, in the fantasy. So mm-hmm. so it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you crazy. know. It's interesting to see how this keeps growing, and and of course, um, and shout out to your brother, man, for kind of serving there, you know, as a fire uh, fire uh, department. I know that's kind of dangerous, so yeah, uh, appreciate, appreciate that. that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So yeah. all this talk yeah. of fantasy has me fired up, <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, obviously that's your forte. Um, with um, you know, with everything going on, I, I kind of axed around. I like to. You know, I, I say I like to connect with people, so I like to ask people what do they want to hear, what do they want to see, you know, talked about, or you know, mm-hmm. questions they want answered. So I, I searched yep. around, asked around on Twitter, um, the FL app, uh, you know, and, and so on, and basically um, looking for topics and questions that I want, you know, for the podcast. And so basically, the one yep. I heard the most from any, everybody was draft strategy. Um, more, yeah. more importantly, draft strategy in like deeper leagues, um, 14 mm-hmm. plus teams. You obviously have plenty of experience in that with a 20 plus <laughs> yeah. or 20 person league. That's crazy. Yep. Um, yep. yeah, it's nice. and, and so they I wanted would, to hear, I wouldn't recommend 20. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, yeah. If, uh, if you could keep it like 14 or 16, that's usually ideal. Like I said, we, we did 20 out of a uh, necessity, uh, but it's still fun. Yeah. I think 14 is so. probably the most I've done, but I enjoy it more than I yep. can. I'm not a fan of eight team leagues and 10 team leagues. Like it does uh-huh. nothing for me. Um, mm-hmm. But of course, um, you know they wanted to hear about auction draft things like that. So we're gonna kind of go into that. Yeah, yeah, um, I love auctions. I did want to shout out the f- first two people that I recall that mentioned these topics to me, which were uh, the handle at Corey on the FL app and at because I was inverted, um, which of course, like I said, are two yeah. handles on FL app. They're great guys, and uh, we always appreciate yeah. them. Yeah. you know, taking part yeah, in I this. Lo- I love. Yeah, I love Corey, and because I was inverted, they're they're great uh, contributors to the app. I see yeah. them all over the place. Absolutely. So we appreciate you guys for uh, you know communicating with us and giving us that information and that uh, idea. So we're gonna get into that a little bit. Um, I want to start with the deeper league because I feel like okay. more people probably do that than the auctions. Um, uh-huh. with, with with the deeper league, it, it, does your strategy change a whole big, you know, great deal going into the deep drafts like that? Yeah. Yeah. It, it does a little bit. It does. Um, so basically with deeper leagues, what you really need to break it down to is it's really um, about, it's, it's really taking what you should do in, in regular size leagues anyway, uh, which is value-based drafting. Um, for people that aren't really familiar with value-based drafting, so it's essentially when you're drafting, you're not just drafting which player will get the most points for your team because then quarterbacks will be taken in the first round, right? They score the most points. You know, I mean, by basic necessity or back in the day, you know, people just took quarterbacks because it's like, well, back in the day, Peyton Manning scored the most points, so you, you take Peyton Manning. And then people started to come around to the idea of, well, it's really value-based drafting. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to draft more points at a particular position than your opponent so that you have an advantage at a particular position when you're playing them week-to-week. Since it's a week-to-week game, right? It's not like a total points overall. you got to win your individual weeks, and obviously points help as well. And right. so – when you're when you're deciding kind of which players to go after and whatnot, the the best thing to do really is to figure out okay, how many members, you know, how many teams are in my league, and then set the players into tiers, right? So you figure out, you know, if it's a 14 team league, all right, if uh, if I draft a quarterback, you know, what I mean, how many points greater are they going to score than maybe the 14th best quarterback mm-hmm. on any given week, right? Mm-hmm. If there's not a huge difference there then it doesn't make as much sense to go after a quarterback early. 
Right. Um, so when Which we see people do more... time after time, and they usually yeah, don't fare yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Having a really stretching your draft strategy to your specific league, whether it's league size, you know, I mean, your scoring settings, your league members, you know, I mean, after a while, you can start to feel out how your league particularly drafts. You know, I mean, when we, we talk about strategies and, and what to do, like, any of the advice that we give on, on this podcast or on our podcast, uh, the, the Fantasy Life OG podcast, like, uh, still take it with a grain of salt and try to adjust it to your league because we're going to tell you how people should be drafting. But if you know your league, like, I, I know the league that I've been in forever, uh, like that league that started when I moved from California to Omaha, mm-hmm. uh, that's a 14 team league. Um, and I, I just know that, that some of the guys are, uh, you know, I mean, even a little bit older than me and they're just kind of used to a certain way. And so quarterbacks still go a little earlier than they should. Uh, right, and, 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 people get a second running back early, and you got to really adjust. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just gonna say. With, um, you know, with drafts, I feel like you got to go in with a plan, of course. You know, determined by your draft spot, and like you said, people drafting ahead of you. But things don't always unfold how you expect it to unfold. So mm-hmm, you always have mm-hmm. to adjust. If you don't adjust, you're just likely not gonna do well. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't panic, yeah. but you have to adjust if things. You know, if you're saying, oh, "Okay, I'm gonna go no running back," and then you know, every every person in front of you picks wide receivers, and obviously you have to go running back. And it kind of messes up exactly. your idea, you know, intent, you know, going into it. But you're gonna have to adjust to it. And I feel like a lot of people maybe prepare a lot for it, but I feel like in the moment you can kind of, you know, start to kind of yeah. feel the pressure. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a different type of skill set to be in the moment and really adjusting to how the draft is going. And uh, that that uh that uh having to go on the fly is it increases tenfold when you're talking about auction. Like auction is even crazier uh, when it comes to that sort of stuff and i'm sure we'll get into auction here in a minute uh we'll, we can kind of wrap up on um really for for deeper leagues so some other things specific to to deep leagues uh that i feel like i've noticed as well is um for draft strategies is so we like we said you know I mean, know the league figure out get back to that value-based drafting you know what i mean figure out where I mean, which players are more valuable and whatnot and then also uh, one more thing that I'll really say about deeper leagues, and uh, this this means even more when you're getting into you know I mean 16, 18, 20 team leagues. This is something that we really experienced in particular with the 20 team OG league. Is that uh, you might want to go a little more conservative when you are getting into these bigger, um, bigger, bigger uh, leagues with more with more uh, members because when you're only drafting every 20 or or 30 or 40 spots. Uh, you really have to, to hit the guys in that 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 range. So right. if you go after a guy that's you know I mean a little risky and, and you miss on that, it hurts a lot more than when you're in that 12 team league and you can get someone in that tier uh, a little bit later on. Yeah, you so, want to go for more um, of the short sure thing rather than take the risk, mm-hmm. especially early. Um, to kind of you know minimize your losses in case it doesn't work out. Um, so so like you said, you don't want to. There are certain guys that maybe you feel good about and you feel like, oh man, the potential is really there. And then you got the other guy mm-hmm. who you know he maybe his potential, his ceiling isn't as high, but you know what he's going to give you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you kind of want to go with the safer guy, especially early on. Um, yep, yep. You know, in the deeper like, leagues. Uh, yeah, like last season for example, uh, Melvin Gordon was a guy that was going somewhat high. People were excited about him. But he went a little bit lower in our 20-man league because everyone was just a little skeptical. Uh, it probably also helped that uh, one of the OGs uh, at Wispy, um, he was a, a, a big uh, anti-Melvin Gordon guy and kind of beating the drums uh, all preseason about avoiding him. So we were all kind of hip to the fact that uh, that he was going to be a little more high-risk, high-reward type of player. So 
yeah, just keep that in mind when you're, you're drafting in the bigger leagues and, uh, yeah, really try and uh, uh, take it uh, round by round. Yeah, yeah. In the bigger leagues, you're, 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 you know, each round, uh, the, 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 the risk is more – I feel like it's higher. But um, as far as the auction league, I feel like the, the thing about auction leagues that a lot of people don't think about is it's kind of a head game. You know what I mean? It's kind of a mind game that you kind of play with people. Yes. <laughs> so and I love that. That's the cool aspect to it. It brings a different, yeah, you know, yeah, strategy. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, so a- anyone that's on the fence about switching in their leagues to an auction, I mean, I I give it my 100% recommendation. Um, your league will your league will love it uh, if you give it a chance. Um, make sure to get a buddy that's not in the league to be your auctioneer. Uh, you commissioners out there that uh, I know I can be like at the time where you want to try to take everything on, uh, and it's not going to work out for you well if you try to be the auctioneer for your own auction. So so get someone to do that. And give it a shot um, because it, it's it's really I know this is like an old uh, analogy that uh, a lot of people in the fantasy sports community use, but it's it's true. It, it, it's chess compared to checkers. You know? yeah. you're, you're thinking about a lot more moves and, and next level shit that you just don't have to worry about in, in a six mile draft. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, uh, one of the things that I really like too about auctions, not just for the enjoyment of the extra strategy, um, which we can get into a little bit here, but I just want to convince people even more um, before. I dive into the of auctions to give the auction a, a chance because I really like that if you really want a certain player, you know what I mean, if you're really high on a guy that you think is going to do well, you know what I mean, you can get that player. Like, yeah, yeah, you can do anything um, in your power to get him. Yep, yep, exactly. You can really, um, you know what I mean, uh, for example, uh, Amir Abdullah was a guy who had a lot of hype, <laughs> you know what I mean, going oh, into to, to last season, and so he went for a lot more than he should. But um, guys that wanted him, you know, I mean, were able to get him. Like yeah. it's, uh, it's a thing where uh, where it, it, it helps you sometimes, and then it hurts the other members sometimes. So that's yeah. good for you. I mean, if you can be the 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 owner that's that's still uh, not getting too crazy with it, but you know, I mean, if you if you want to spend a few extra dollars so that you can, you know, what I mean, you're a Vikings fan and you really want Adrian Peterson, well, you can do that, and you're gonna have that much more fun during the fantasy. Exactly. My, my my two main things are, you know, go into it. Don't spend all your money early. You know what I mean, you gotta you gotta get guys. There's guys you can get, you know, on the end, uh-huh. you know, for pretty cheap. Yep. Uh, yep. Once every, let everybody uh-huh. let other people spend their money early. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. and my uh-huh. other big strategy is try to throw out names early that you don't want. You know what I mean? Again, yep. you get mm-hmm. guys to to bite early because they think, why are you throwing mm-hmm. this name out? You know what yeah, I mean? You must really them, like this guy. Spend their money. Yeah, make them spend mm-hmm. their money. So th- those are my yeah, two big strategy points. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, like Amir is one example, right? I obviously, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of Amir's talent. He, he definitely went, he was way overdrafted um, last season because Absolutely. of the, some of his preseason performances. But I was a fan. I'm a fan of his talent. Um, obviously, living in Omaha, in Nebraska, you know, I, I've been able to watch him all four years in college. And uh, but once I saw where it was going, you know, I mean, I made sure that I was going to hype him up for everybody so that someone would spend way too much on him yep. uh, because it, it's beneficial to me. And so that's a, a really, a really great part um, about the auction. And, and really, um, so we talked about how, so you're, when you're doing that, you're kind of camouflaging your own strategy, mm-hmm. right? You don't want people to, to know who you're really targeting and, and, and going after. Um, that way you can keep your strategy close to the vest. Uh, you know what I mean? Maybe wait till, the bidding is kind of tapering off at the end and just kind of hop in last second and be like, oh, sure, I'll I'll give Gronkowski a shot for that amount when really that's who you're identifying the whole time. You yeah. know what I mean? Try to, try to play it coy. Um, I, I really uh, enjoy that part of auctions. And it also makes it so that the whole group can participate at once. 
right? It's right. not a, a thing where you're just kind of waiting for your pick or if you pick towards the beginning of a round or the end of a round and you're just kind of waiting a while. Um, you know, I mean, everyone's participating and having a good time. And right. You're, when and you're waiting a while, fun. sometimes you tend to, like, start not watching the draft board. And you're like, come on, man. And then all of a sudden you're, like, ready mm-hmm. to pick and you're not really ready. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so, uh, yeah, that part's, that part's really fun. And, and uh, it pays off to be engaged throughout the draft process when you're doing an auction because sometimes you can snag players that – end up going way too low. Uh, that's why it's, it's always a good idea to take a while, and uh, but I promise it'll be worth it. If you have time, you should really try and value all of the players that are going to be in your player pool ahead of time and assign a dollar, a dollar value to what you think that player is worth. That way, when the auction is happening, you know what I mean? Like, for example, um, last season, someone that I didn't really want to draft um, was Andre Ellington, right? Andre Ellington, I was a little worried about them drafting David Johnson, you know, I like David Johnson. Um, but then Ellington only went for like 11 bucks. So I paid $12 because I was like, well, you know, he's a starter, it was a good value. And right. That didn't end up working out quite as well since David Johnson did go. I, I was able to, to handcuff David Johnson to him, which, which worked out okay. Oh, yeah. But, but uh, but yeah, but just just to, to always be engaged, to to be prepared to snag someone up for value that maybe you you weren't really planning on drafting in the first place. Yeah, and I and I and I and I, and I say that as far as when you're if you're going to do an auction league, I, I feel like you should really do it with a bunch of guys that you know for sure are going to like be in this. I don't you know you don't want to do it with some guys that you, I feel like if you it's your first year, it's kind of risky to do an auction. Yeah, league. oh, I agree, I agree. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's hard. Yeah, you. It's a lot easier doing a transition to guys that you know and and you're familiar with, and yeah. you know are gonna give it their all. Exactly. And mm-hmm. and, and the last thing, just on in, in drafts in general, um, I want to throw it out mm-hmm. there that many people fail fail to realize that um, if you look back at a lot of the champions of your league, I mean, obviously you hope that was you, but um, a lot of times, like for me, like last year in one of my leagues that I won, I realized that. Uh, of the players that I drafted, I only had like two or three guys on my actual roster mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. into the season. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. as as important as drafts are and your draft strategy is, don't feel like if you don't come away with every guy you want, or if you mm-hmm. don't, if you if your strategy didn't, you know, fall exactly how you want it to fall, don't feel like it's over, yeah. you know, before the season even mm-hmm. started because you know there's trades, there's waiver wire guys, things, you know, guys are gonna surprise you if you got some sleepers. So. Don't don't always go with that roster from day one. I think, I, and don't stick with the roster if it's not working. You know, don't be hesitant to mm-hmm. not you know to move guys just because you felt strong about them in the draft. Exactly. Um, if you can mm-hmm. get you know value for him, better value than he's you know given you, um, definitely move him. So don't you know don't get stuck on your draft. But um, yeah, you know. de- definitely you you can't you can't win your league on draft day, but you can sure as hell lose it. Oh yeah. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's more about you know, getting a a solid team and and putting yourself in the and to make the moves during the season, whether it's free agent pickups or trades like you talked about. I, I love trading. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of trading. Uh, that's another reason why you should really try to get in the league with, with guys that you're friends with. And you can talk about trades over text messages rather than just sending a trade, you know what I mean, over the ESPN or whatever platform you're using um, for a trade because that definitely helps to facilitate those trades. So yeah, yeah you're, you're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, I'm a traderholic, man. I do. I, I feel like sometimes yeah. I trade just to trade. Like I'm, I'm good. Just I go. to trade. Yeah, yeah. Me too, man. I'm right there with you. It's fun. I mean, that's that's what we're trying to do. Football, yeah, exactly. So, so guys, yeah. So that's some solid strategy, guys. I mean, you know, ho- hopefully we helped some of you. Hopefully we gave some information maybe you didn't think about. Um, but again, like I said, don't get too upset. 
um, at your draft. Um, and, and speaking of upset, something that you probably are upset with right now is March Madness. If you have a bracket in, um, I <laughs> yes. know it's currently underway March Madness, and there are a ton of people who are not happy right now. Um, yeah, we we both know a few people will probably become very dangerous around this time of year uh, when when that <laughs> yeah. bracket falls apart for them. Um, uh, how how are you doing? Are you doing all right? Or uh, it's been okay. Uh, I definitely had a much better score after the first round than after the second round. The, the Thursday Friday games were good to me. I was able to get a few upsets. Uh, like I had to pick Gonzaga to move on and Yale and a few here and there. There was a a brief moment in time uh, when I was actually in first on the uh, Fantasy Life app tournament challenge, but that definitely uh, went to shit uh, real easily uh, given the Saturday and Sunday games. So uh, luckily I still have three of my four final four teams left, and my, my national champion pick, Oklahoma, is still left. Uh, the only one that's not in there is Kentucky. Right. Obviously they, they bowed out early, um, but uh, – yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, that's just the way it goes. I, I, you figure that uh, that everyone's brackets get busted eventually, and and uh, I know a lot of people got burned on Michigan State. They they were like the first or second most popular pick to win the championship, and that was a huge upset to Middle Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Gonzaga is kind of a, an upset right now, right? I mean, they beat both teams ranked higher than them so far. Um, mm-hmm. Some other surprises in the first round were uh, Yale, I think uh, Wichita. Uh, Stephen F. Austin, right? So there were some shockers. Yep. And, and, and like you said, yep. the Michigan State thing kind of messed a whole bunch of people up because um, yeah, a lot of people yeah, had them going deep in the tournament. For for me, my bracket, I find like this crazy similarity between my bracket and Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz. Um, the reason I say that is because right now my bracket, I went in with all kinds of confidence, and I feel like right now <laughs> uh-huh. I am in the chokehold and I'm ready to tap out. It's 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 like yeah. it's like that. So I'm not really interested yeah. in talking about my bracket. I'm not. I'm just annoyed, and it gets like this every year. I'm never the guy that win it. So, but the, I mean, the one thing I, I say with you know with March Madness is, I, I don't care if you've never watch college basketball all year long. I don't care if you don't have a college team. Um, it, it's one of those things, again, that it's so fun, man. It doesn't matter, you know, how how, exactly. how, how into it you are. It's fun as hell, you know? Yeah, the all, all the upsets and the, the crazy things that happen, uh, it's just a good time for everyone. Um, tons of teams. You know, I, I heard that uh, this was the first year that there was, there was 10 double-digit seeds that won in the first round, and it was the most in any – any March Madness tournament. That, that's just crazy. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we like to see. You know, we like to see Cinderella teams that advance and, and can uh, make some noise in the tournament. You know what I mean? We talked about some of the earlier upsets. Uh, Northern Iowa, as we speak, they're up 10 points uh, against Texas A&M at the half, so they might get a surprise advance to the Sweet 16 at the, an 11 seed coming out of the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, they, they're kind of – I've been rooting for them. Uh, I'm a, a, a Creighton a Creighton alumni, okay. alumnus, I guess is the, the technical word. So they used to be in the, the Missouri Valley uh, before uh, they hooked up with all the Jesuits in the Big East. Uh, so I'm a big Doug and Buckets fan, um, and uh, so I always like to see uh, those, those small conferences uh, make some noise in the tournament and, and get that sweet 16 berth. Obviously, Wichita State's another Missouri Valley conference team, that, and they had back-to-back Final Fours. So uh, that's definitely one of the, the best parts about March Madness is you know what I mean? The 15 can beat it too. You know what I mean? Uh, anything can happen. I, I guess anything except the one versus 16. I I can't wait for that to happen someday. I'm sure it'll happen eventually. 
Um, and uh, I would hate to be a fan of the team that uh, when that finally happens. Exactly, and that's why we watch the. That's why we watch sports in general, man. You know, it's mm-hmm. it, it's the beauty of sports. It's why fantasy football is great. It's why every, every sport is great. Is there's never a real guarantee that anything is going to happen that we think is going to happen. You know. And, yeah. and so that makes it it makes it fun for everybody and that's why i say even if you don't know anything if you you know you haven't watched it all year long like you can still have fun in this and and, and win you know what i mean there's no yeah there's no certain way to do this so it, it, it's super yeah, fun and, and uh i'm definitely a fan of it and we'll see yeah. how things shake out now i think right now we're in what we're getting close to the sweet 16 right yeah so after there's a few after games today. we got to wrap up here tonight yeah it'll be it'll be sweet 16 um this next upcoming weekend so yeah. Well, good, uh, good luck to everybody out there, man. I know I, I'll be tapped out before then, but uh, you know, <laughs> good luck to those who are still in it. It's uh, yeah, it's it's, it's interesting that you you went uh you went tapping out. You didn't want to just uh let yourself uh go to sleep. No, uh, man, I'm not, I'm not Holly Holm in this, man. I cannot Holly Holm it. I just can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you know when you're beat and you just move on and. Yeah, I'm and, not. I'm uh, not throwing the air punches. The, <laughs> the air punches. Yeah. I'm not doing all that, man. I'm I'm out of here. I'm not discussing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but at least at least like McGregor, you can uh, handle it with it some humility and realize that you're done and and just uh, be ready for next time. Exactly. So I mean, yeah, I mean March Madness. Obviously, we can't we can only go so far in it because we don't know what's going to happen. But um, mm-hmm. like I said, to those who are still surviving, congratulations. To those who are like me, take your defeat humbly and let's just move on. Um, my, the, the, um, the one thing I, everyone loves to play when we get on here, I love it. I look forward to it. It's the foul or no foul segment. Uh, so yeah. here no we foul, are, no. we are upon us. Um, do you want to accept the challenge of foul or no foul? Absolutely. Okay, great. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, um, of course, like I always say, you know, to everybody out there, play along with us, um, hit up, hit us up on Twitter after the fact or on the website, clockdodgers.com. Let us know, you know, where you guys fall on these, uh, topics, where we're going to give Josh a good run here and see, uh, how, whether he calls foul or no foul on these. Um, I do want to shout out, um, uh, someone on the FL app. Also one of the, one of the realest people on there, uh, at one little Indian, uh, he gave me a, yeah. a he, he threw a topic at me, so I, I turned it into a foul or no foul. He didn't actually give it to me as a foul or no foul, but I liked it so much that I wanted to turn it into one. So shout out to him. Very nice. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he's awesome. One little Indian's the best. He's actually the one who introduced yeah. me to um, the falafel chat. I didn't even know what it was. Like I was just on the app itself and like uh-huh. seeing the main page. Uh-huh. And uh, he yeah. was like, hey, man, why don't you come in this chat? And I'm like, chat? I didn't even know there was mm-hmm. chats on here. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. shout out mm-hmm. to him big time for that. Um, so the, the, the thing he threw at me, and this, well, I'll open it up with this. Um, so the statement is, colleges should pay student-athletes. Foul or no foul? No foul. No foul. I absolutely think that colleges should pay student-athletes. Uh, I know that uh, there's some people that kind of want to keep the game pure, and they like the amateur status that college sports can provide, but... It just it really rubs me the wrong way how much money these universities are raking it in off of these student athletes and that many of these student athletes can't afford to you know what I mean to eat sometimes or you know what I mean be right. able to, to live comfortably and, and how much they're providing and I, and I know that people talk about well they're getting an education and and I appreciate that you know what I mean I'm, I'm by no means trying to devalue uh, the education system and, and what a scholarship can mean to to these young athletes, but the, the the balance of what they're giving, it's just it isn't enough. You know what I mean? They're 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 providing so much money for these universities that I, I just think that there could be a system in place 
that we can still get that amateur type of sports that we're looking for, but let these players be able to you know, benefit from um, the, the rewards of, of being these phenomenal athletes, especially when my biggest issue is the fact that these professional leagues, you know, like the NFL and the NBA, um, they prohibit um, these adults. You know, when you're 18-year-olds, you know, when you're an adult, you know, you can sign up, you go to the Army. They're prohibiting them from entering the drafts and, and making money off this and almost forcing them to go into the college system. So if they don't, they won't get drafted as high and they won't make as much money. So right. It's basically like they're forced into this system when if they if they you know if they're talented enough it'd be one thing if, if all of them was just free you know what I mean you could go in if you wanted to but the fact that they are limiting their ability to make money for their families uh, it just it just really it uh, it really turns me off yeah I, I mean I'm 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 with you on no foul I I don't know how you can say foul on this one but um, I'm not gonna sit here and like be the mastermind behind how it you know how it can be done. Um, because that's just not my, mm-hmm. my job, but it definitely needs yeah, to be done. Yeah. So, I mean, these yeah. guys, you know, the athletes are, are the ones selling out the stadium for you, man. They're the one that is making you all kinds of money on, you know, jerseys and all kinds of stuff. And it's like, and then, like you said, I understand, you know, the education side of it that you're paying for their education and that's great. Um, but, but like mm-hmm. you said, sometimes that doesn't translate you know, after college for whatever reason. And, and you got a yep, lot of guys yep. who, you know, put their bodies on the line and, and some so much to the fact that they can't even play professional football or basketball or whatever yeah, it may be yeah. if they could, mm-hmm. because their body is so yeah, worn they, out from the years that they put in for your school, you know what I mean? For your business, really, and not even a school, your business. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know there's a lot of variables and, um, you know, hurdles that would have to be, you know, met to, to make anything like this even happen or to start the discussion. But I just feel mm-hmm. like, you know, there, there's no way I can look at this any other way but no foul. Uh, and and it, yeah. it seems that we both agree on that one for sure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and and uh, one little last thing, to maybe this will swing some of the guys that are on the fence. They start paying college athletes, we will get NCAA football back on the market. You'll get to play that on your Xbox. Oh, your man. Because once yep, they yep. paying them, you know what I mean, there'll be a player's union and they can get a cut and they can start using – you know what I mean? They're real likenesses, and it's just it's just a better situation for everybody. You know exactly. I, mean? I, I, I can understand people wanting to protect the amateurism, but all you're doing is you're, you're protecting millionaires and billionaires from keeping their money. You know what I mean? It's not benefiting you directly as a consumer as much as you think it is. So, exactly. Um, and, try to try to jump on the good side. Exactly. And 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 if you feel yeah. and if your answer is foul, like I said, hit us up. You know, I want to hear why. I mean, I'm not again my side. I'm not saying Absolutely. it's right. I, I want to hear your side. You know what I mean? So yeah. So reach out and let me know. Yeah, um, yeah, we, we we talked about that before. That 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 was one thing I really liked from your your podcast with uh, Mr. Meeseeks. That you talked about, you know, what I mean, any any time with opinions, you know what I mean. It, just because we feel a certain way, you know, what I mean, I still want to hear the other side. There's definitely arguments to be made, and I'm not going to be upset at anyone for for trying to make a claim for the other side of things. Exactly, we're I'm all, not going to hold it against. We're you. all just people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So speaking of um episode 10 with mr me seeks um i wanted to yep. bring back a foul or no foul from that episode just because okay. it really got him uh going and i, and I want to see uh-huh. where you're at with it so um batman is nothing but a rich guy pretending to be a superhero foul or no foul that is a huge foul for me <laughs> uh and and uh, i think that my issue is with the word just right because sure you know, I mean, on his face, he absolutely is a rich guy with a bunch of toys, you know what I mean, trying to play superhero. But I feel like he's, he's more than that. You know what I mean? He takes a, a step above, um, not only just with the 
mental games that you and uh, Mr. Meeseeks talked about, uh, but just in inspiring others as well to that you can you can do this. You know, you can stand up to the bullies in your life and, and in your community, um, even if you don't have superpowers. You know, I mean, that's one thing that I, I always admired about Batman uh, growing up. Um, and uh, I know that uh, I remember uh, Amon Green back in the day. Like he had a Batman uh, tattoo, and uh, always talked about that and how he, uh, you know, what I mean. It inspired him to say, you know, you work hard enough, and and uh, and you can make it happen. So, right. yeah, I, I, I'm a big Batman fan. I'm I'm super excited for the the Batman versus Superman movie as well. Now, now, see, this is a perfect example of what we were just talking about. How you know everyone has their own opinion, and and no one's right in in, in some instances. Because you, I, I'm actually, I've been I've been kind of on the fence on this one, kind of leaning foul. But now you uh-huh. telling me that he inspires the everyday person, the regular person to yeah. be a superhero that they can do special things kind of is pushing me over yeah. now. Now I'm almost saying yeah, no foul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, there you, you go. There you go. You freaking like inspired yeah. me right here on the podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, no foul. Josh is right. No foul. No <laughs> Mr. Meeseeks is right. <laughs> yeah, no foul for this. Yeah. All right. All right. You no guys, foul. you guys see, you guys are superheroes, man. You guys just did it. Yeah. Yeah. All we right. So, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> now the uh, last foul or no foul that I wanted to get into, and I don't know, okay. uh, this one's probably going to cause a big stir. Um, but I, I, I'm curious to see where you're at with this one and, and it's fantasy football related. Um, okay. A, a, as you know, Martellus Bennett just got traded recently to the Patriots. So yes. that creates an interest and dynamic with, you know, yes, Gronkowski and all this stuff. Um, so this is a, this is a statement and it's going to be bold one way or the other, but, um, okay. this one is Martellus Bennett will have the most fantasy points of his career in new England this season. Foul or no foul. Foul. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say foul. I don't think that he'll have the most in his career, um, just because he's not that primary target. Right. Uh, I still think that, that obviously Gronk. You know, I mean, they're going to feed the beast, um, as they should. Uh, I still think that he's going to be definitely a, a startable tight end um, this, okay, this so upcoming season. That, and uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but non PPR, yeah. right? Okay, and not if we don't if we don't count receptions or nothing. Um, from my research, when I was looking at it, I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. His best season where he he had was slightly over 900 yards and six touchdowns. So how mm-hmm. close? If you don't think he can beat that, do you think he can come to that? Um. So I I think that he definitely could get close. Um, and it's a it's a possibility. Something that I I worry about with him as well. Obviously, is his health. Um, he didn't play all of last season, and so. That's a, a little bit of a concern, but I, I could see him in that offense. I wouldn't be shocked if he eclipsed those those career season numbers, um, but I see it probably being closer to seven, eight hundred yards um, in that offense. So, you know, obviously they have other targets besides Gronk as well. We talk about Gronk; he's the other tight end. But you've got Julian Edelman, and they just signed Chris Hogan. Um, they've got um, yeah, they, they've got running backs coming out of the backfield. You know, I mean, there's a, a lot of options coming out of there. Um, I'm uh I'm a little surprised. I thought that you were going to be asking me about whether Gronk's value would go down at all. Well, well, that's I, well, yeah. That wasn't the foul or no foul question because I just wanted to get Bear fans upset. But I do wanted to ask yeah. you, you know, how how do you think it affects him? I mean, does it yeah, knock? So, does, here's an, here, here's even a different foul or no foul. Mm-hmm. Gronkowski is the number one tight end this season. No foul. I do think that Gronk okay. will be the number one tight end. Uh, I still think he'll be the number one tight end. Uh, however, I do think that. 
he will be slightly less valuable than he was um, in previous seasons, not just because of adding Martellus Bennett, but obviously, like I talked about, Chris Hogan. Um, hopefully they'll have a, a healthy backfield um, next season. And uh, I, I just think that even though um, these offensive weapons, you know, like, like Bennett will absolutely spread the field up um, quite a bit for Gronk, teams are still going to double-team Gronk. You know, they still know that, that they would rather get beat elsewhere. And that also more weapons, even though it creates more space, is, is going to mean slightly less targets. Right. Um, or at least that's that's what I would predict, is that uh, there's going to be a few less targets for Gronk. And so he's still the clear-cut tight end one for me moving forward. Um, but there there could be situations, you know what I mean, where like auction leagues like we talked about. Like an auction league, I'm going to value him a little bit less than I would pre-Martellus Bennett trade, even though I still view him as my number one tight end. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, as far as, you know, Martellus Bennett, my, my, my view on it is, um, you know, obviously if something crazy happens, like Gronk gets hurt or something, then obviously it's it's, it's yeah, possible. Yeah, it, his, his value skyrockets. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like he's a guy you almost have to have, you know, like, especially if you're a Gronk oh, owner. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he's a guy that you're going to sit on yeah. and just hope. But, I mean, we've seen other tight ends. I mean, you know, no one wants to hear the guy's name, but Aaron Hernandez and, and, and mm-hmm. even Scott Chandler did decent. We've seen guys come in with Gronk and make – things happen because like you said Gronk is always double teamed um they don't have a lot of big targets though you know what I mean besides Gronk mm-hmm. Bennett is a, is a huge target um yeah, guys like them. Edelman Lewis these are all smaller guys Hogan even is a small mm-hmm. dude so it's like yeah I, I, I can see him coming pretty close to these numbers I can even see him passing six touchdowns honestly yeah, yeah. oh yeah for so sure. I, I definitely see that we're there's a, a very uh distinct possibility that that could happen um you know what I mean it's just a judgment call that uh I happen to think that he probably won't quite get there, but yeah. it definitely, uh, it definitely to, to steal a, a a phrase from the uh, fantasy fantasy focus football um, podcast, which I'm sure that most people that probably listen to this listen to that since uh, fantasy life app is a Matthew Berry app. Is uh, it wouldn't blow the roof off my doors? You know what I mean? <laughs> if if it, if it turns out that Martellus Bennett, I mean, even if he ends up being like a, I could see him being, you know, in top six tight end potentially. You know what I mean? It's not unprecedented in that offense. Yeah, uh, if they decide that they they really want to utilize him, especially in the red zone. Bear fans get sick when you talk about Bennett, man. If you talk good about Bennett, <laughs> they get sick. They hate him. They hate him. I don't. It's so hilarious, yeah. man. Shout out to um, yeah, I, mean, I, I at Shy Ruxin, man. Shout out to him. He, he he's he's yeah. funny, man. When it comes to Bennett and the Bears, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah they get really they get bitter about him. Like a, a player, yeah, like uh, I'm the same way with. Um, with Mike Wallace, so I'm a Dolphins fan, oh, and I, I feel like he just fucking gave up on our team, and so I'm <laughs> done with him. You know what I mean? Does, People um, bring up and be, ask us questions, and I'm like, oh, I'm a little biased on him. Being a Dolphins fan, Ted Ginn pisses you off, or what? So what, what was that again? Ted, Ted, Ted Ginn. Ginn. Does Ted Ginn just piss you off seeing him? Uh, no. I mean, I I uh I didn't mind Ted Ginn. Um, he kind of is what he is. You know, what I mean, I I've, I've known for a while he's more of like a return guy and just that burner. And, and we never really had a guy that could could fully utilize his skill set. You know, we didn't have a guy that could that could really launch the ball. Uh, Miami has not been uh, great when it comes to quarterbacks uh, since Dan Marino retired. And so uh, I think it's it's better obviously now that he's in a system in Carolina where. Cam Newton obviously has the arm strength to, to air it out to him, and um, he, uh, I mean, fantasy purposes, he's definitely your your, your typical boom bust guy. You know what right. I mean? He could get just one catch, an 80 yard touchdown, and, and you're golden, and uh, could have a week where he's got no catches. So 
um, yeah, he's a, he's an interesting cat for sure. And, and speaking of the Dolphins, because I I made a, some Dolphin mm-hmm. fans mad also on the FL app because when I when we when we did the free agency <laughs> episode, yeah, I didn't mention them. Yeah. I didn't mention the Dolphins, but I mean they've made some interesting moves. I mean you know, uh, you know with Tannehill and stuff. I mean, do you feel like you know he's gonna take that next step or what? Um, I'm at least happy with him giving it one more shot and and bringing in the quote unquote quarterback whisperer in Adam Gates mm-hmm. um, and I was happy with that hire um, whether it works out with Tannehill or not um, at least I'm happy to to give it another shot you know, and see what we have in Tannehill because I feel like the the, the skill set could be there uh, people forget that he's still new to the position you know in his first two years at A&M he was a wide receiver and so he's, he's slowly but learning and, and and figuring things out and so I'm happy to, to have Adam Gates to, to see what he can do. Obviously, he did great things with Jay Cutler this past season. Uh, he had a career year. And uh, if not, you know what I mean? If, it, if we find out that Tannehill isn't the guy, which he shouldn't have any excuses anymore, you know what I mean? We've, we've got great young talent in the receiving core. I uh, love Jarvis Landry. Uh, I think Devontae Parker is going to have a breakout year next season. And so I'll be happy to know whether or not Tannehill is the guy next season. And if not, then Adam Gates can either sign his own guy the next season or, or draft someone and, and bring him in fresh from there. So um, I'm uh, but I'm, I'm an optimist. So I know there's a lot of guys out there that uh, have been ready to move on from him for a while, but uh, I, I don't mind giving it just uh, one more shot. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually in West Palm Beach, so obviously there's a lot of Miami fans around here. And, you know, I, I, uh, last year it seemed like there was a lot of hype, you know, and then it nothing happened, nothing materialized from all the hype, and so it kind of was, uh-huh. you know, disappointing. But uh, one, yeah. one other question, I don't want to kill you with dolphin questions, uh, but um, r- it, real quick though, before uh-huh. we go there, if you're in West West Palm Beach, how how you become a Raider fan? Oh man, you know the Raider thing is interesting. I don't really like. Okay, so I'm a Magic Orlando Magic fan, and and that's basically because I I, li- I was born in New York and moved here when I was three, so Orlando okay. is just kind of the team I attached to. Uh, in in gotcha. baseball, I'm a Mets fan, but that's because my dad was a Mets fan, obviously, if he was from New York. Uh, okay. Well, he could have been a Yankee okay. fan, but he was smart enough to choose the Mets. And uh, uh-huh. <laughs> the Raiders, I don't really know where the Raider thing came from. I, I don't know if it was just when I started watching football, they were, a, you know, a uh-huh. popular team. If it was the whole rebel yeah. attitude, you know, type of thing. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's what it was. I kind of attached to that. Everyone seems to hate the Raiders except Raider fans. So I just kind of attached yeah. to it. Yeah. But there's nothing about, yeah, geog- it, it, you know, geographical location or nothing. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting. I have a lot of friends that are Raiders fans. Uh, like I said, I, I grew up in, in the Los Angeles area um, and moved to Omaha when I was in high school. And so all my allegiances lie in L.A. teams. You know, I mean, I'm about Dodgers, Lakers, UCLA Bruins, and um, I rooted for you know, I mean, the Raiders and the Rams when they were in L.A. And they so how, left. how did you go and Dolphins? I was like, uh, so yeah, when they left, so the, the you know, I mean, the Rams left and. Uh, I was just pissed. You know what I mean? I was like, well, <laughs> if uh, you don't care about us, I, I won't care about you. And, oh, uh, man. Held a grudge. And, uh, yeah, Dan Marino was fun to watch at the time. You know what I mean? We either, uh, there wasn't a team in L.A. anymore. I felt like I my uh, allegiances were kind of up um, for whichever uh, team now that they had left. And so it's an interesting scenario now that the Rams are, are moving back to L.A. because – um, obviously, I'm a, a huge LA sports guy. I, I visit there all the time. I still have family there. Like I said, my brother's a firefighter for LA County Fire, and so. But it's it's. Uh, could you could you see be, yourself switching again? Yeah, it's it's, it's weird. So I, I I think that I'm always going to be first and foremost a Dolphins fan. I think it's just too ingrained into me at this point in my life. Um, and uh, but I definitely will root for the Rams. Um, 
you know what I mean, as, as, as most as you can not being your, your favorite team, you know what I mean? It's kind of like a, we'll be like a best of both worlds where I got one AFC team and, and one NFC team, and if, if uh, the rubber hits the road, you know what I mean? If, if for some reason they ever met in a Super Bowl, I think I'd have to go with the Dolphins to go with the, the longtime team. But right. I'll, I'll definitely be rooting for the Rams. I mean, when it first was announced, I mean, I was fucking excited. It was just like, oh, it's so <laughs> awesome. Like, finally getting the team back. And I was stoked. You know what I mean? I'm, 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 uh, I'm definitely going to be ordering a uh, Todd Gurley jersey as soon as they uh, they do the new branding of everything. Uh, it helps, too, that I have Todd Gurley on the cheap in uh, one of my auction dynasty leagues. <laughs> I was able to snack him for, like, 15 bucks. So he's, he's not going anywhere uh, anytime soon. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited to root for the Rams still. Uh, but uh, first and foremost, I think the, the Dolphins will, will always uh, uh, hold most of my heart. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and, you know, obviously I'm facing a, a similar situation with the Raiders, you know, whether they leave Oakland, whether they stay in Oakland. Uh-huh. And, and again, for yep. me, it's not a geographical thing. So, you know, just, they can uh, go anywhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to leave the Raiders, man. I, I bleed silver and black. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm going yeah, yeah, to stick regardless sure. with them. But yeah, um, and they're, they're trending up, man. They're trending up. They had a good off season. Derek Carr, Mark Cooper. Um, I, I love some of the moves that they've been making. So um, they've got a, a badass defense. Dude. Yeah, it, 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 it's funny how, you know, nobody wanted to come to Oakland. And, 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 of course, it had a lot to do with the losing, obviously. But I, yeah. I, I can't help but credit the turnaround to, to Derek Carr, man. Like, you get a quarterback who yeah. people believe in, and all of a sudden guys don't really care, you know, about what you did the year two years ago, three years ago. They start to see that hope mm-hmm. now, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so hopefully, we, I think we're going to turn it around. I think we're going to turn around and give the Broncos a run for their money. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But it's definitely so much yeah. stuff that, you know, it's so funny. We're talking so much drama right now with football, and it's not even so close, far away, man. I know. So. I love it. I love it. I, I love that they switch the free agency period to before the draft. Because yeah. I think that this was always a time that we were just itching for it. You know what I mean? And it makes sense for the players' perspective, too. You know what I mean? That I, I think that they should get their money and, and get the best possibility to get re-signed um, before the draft happens and people fill in their needs there. So right. it definitely gives us more gives us more to talk about uh, during this downtime in the offseason. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's pretty much everything, you know, I wanted to cover right now and, you know, okay. that we discussed. Is there anything, yeah. you know, any shout-outs you want to give, anything you want to promote? You know, before you go, anything, anyone um, want to say anything I mean, to? I mean, we, I mean, we, yeah, we, we definitely, uh, we got into it in the beginning. Obviously, um, I'm part of my own podcast as well uh, with uh, with Mike Winrick and, and Jeremy Marin. You know, I mean, those are my boys. We've been doing the podcast for you know, this entire NFL season and, and been um, really excited. We're excited to, to really take it to the next level next season because, I mean, this first year we were just kind of getting our feet wet, figuring out, you know, I mean, kind of gelling together. You know, I mean, obviously, since we were all, uh, strangers before we met on the FL app and, and just kind of feeling each other out and developing a chemistry. And so uh, I think next season we're, we're really going to blow it out big. You know, I mean, start to, uh, to we, we just uh, recently, uh, we're going to have it uh, ready by the time this, this podcast airs. Um, we're like getting a Twitter now, you know what I mean? So that people can find us other avenues as well. You know what right, I mean? When it first started move. out, the, the, the podcast, you know I mean? we, we did it just because people knew us on the app, you know what I mean? And we were like, okay, well, we have an audience now, so now we can reach out to people there. So when we first did the podcast, that was really the only goal in it all was, you know what I mean, that people respected our opinion somewhat on the app. You know what I mean? We, we got to get a few followers. You know what I mean? It was, it was crazy how it all kind of spiraled. I think that because people saw that we were OGs and that, that Mark and Charlie respected us and that we could create good content, that people just kind of started following. Uh, it, it happened crazy. Part of it, too, is um, I'm a, 
uh, even though fantasy sports and the advice and whatnot is uh, definitely my, my passion, I definitely like to, to make some people laugh and, and do some memes on the main page. Uh, oh, that was yeah. kind of really when I when I first started doing it was just a ton of memes and just trying to make people laugh. And uh, I, I was able to, it kind of spiraled out of control. And, and now I've got like over 500 followers on the app that, uh, that follow me. So the different memes and whatnot, I feel a little bit of a, a pressure now to, to, to do that. But once we had an audience, you know what I mean? We were like, okay, well, let's, Let's try and uh, make something that can be a worthwhile listen. And uh, so, yeah, anyone that wants to subscribe, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, Fantasy Life OG Podcast. Uh, you can just do a search for FLOG Podcast or basically FLOG Podcast. Uh, it'll come right up. Uh, we definitely would appreciate subscribing and download and uh, sending a review uh, our way. Uh, that would be very much appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I can say firsthand, like, I'm not one of these original guys. I wasn't there in the beginning. Um, I came late, you know, to the party, I guess, you know, you could say. Yeah, it's and, still, re- still relatively early, though. I mean, it's still a super young app. You know, and I feel like all, all these guys, you know, and you and other groups like Falafel and NBN and Southern Hospitality, you know what I mean? Like, we're all really original members. You know what I mean? Yeah. I happen to be the yeah. brand that we went with, you know what I mean? Because... Because this app's about to blow up. Yeah, I mean, they're they're going to take it to the next level, and and uh, I think that there's a you know a group of us that are really the original members, and we just kind of uh, happen to to go with this one brand of it and and uh, kind of roll with it. Right, and, and I mean, like I said, take it from me, I, I I wasn't there in the beginning, and so any anyone that's listening, don't feel like if you weren't there in the beginning, like this, you don't have this connection. I mean, these guys put out quality podcasts. Like you know, if you listen, if I when I listen to an OG podcast, it's like man, you're like crazy overwhelming information i feel like i'm taking notes and stuff you know what i mean like you guys you know yeah, you guys yeah, go in man you guys that, put in man. a lot of work so um yeah yeah we we, we try to to really make it a niche thing because like, we know anyone that's on the fantasy life app and anyone that's at least somewhat inclined to download a new podcast like this they're doing it because they're super into fantasy football you know what i mean like for us the friend to discover us and give us a shot like uh they're they're looking for something really specific and looking for that extra edge, so uh, we do our best to to bring um, you know I mean statistics and insight and any things that can give you just that extra little bump, you know what I mean, so that you can get that little extra advantage over the rest of your buddies that maybe listen to the big national like ESPN podcasts, right? That you can kind of go a little deeper and, and maybe get a different perspective, even if you don't listen to us on, on all of our advice, like we talked about earlier, just just hearing different perspectives and kind of opening up your mind to different ways of thinking um, is really what we're all about. Yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, like I said, you guys do an amazing job. Um, there's no question in it. And, and of course, you know, you, uh, Jeremy, Mike, you guys all have, you know, open invites to come on the show. I'd like to, you know, they, they, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to them that, coming man. on the show. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. you, of course, we'll, again, um, whether yeah. when fantasy football season picks up before then, like, man, you guys, you know, I yeah. have no problem. Whenever you guys want to come on, just let me know. Yeah, absolutely, and we'll we'll definitely have you on here soon, man. Um, I know that uh, when I talked to Jeremy and Mike, they said they absolutely uh, want to have you on an episode here. Uh, we can talk about fantasy football or talk about some of the other things. Like I, I really enjoy listening to you talk about obviously Batman versus Superman and Game of Thrones, Walking Dead. I'm a big fan of all that, and yeah. so we'll we'll definitely uh, have you on and. Uh, I have people, uh, yeah, like I said, just subscribe to the podcast and uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Subscribe to these guys, download them, leave a review, guys. I mean, let them know how much you love them. They don't know you're listening unless you let them know. You know what I mean? So, you know, follow these guys. They said they're starting a Twitter. You know, download the FL app, get at these guys. They're great. Um, that's really it. I don't have nothing else either. So, um, that's it for episode 11. Again, Josh, thank you very much, man. It was great. And we will talk to you guys soon. All right. Thanks again, man. I really appreciate it. No problem, man. Later.